0: Hey everyone. Uh, Thank you so much for tuning in to the community conversation brought to you by Prototype Training Systems, home of CrossFit Prototype. Uh, The community conversation highlights a different member of the Prototype community each week and allows them to tell their story, share the life experience, and communicate their perspective on all things fitness. Uh, We've all listened to podcasts and watched YouTube videos that highlight some of the world's greatest leaders and visionaries, and these people also walk amongst us. Uh, we believe there's some amazing people here at Prototype, and we want you to get to know them. So to that end, I want to introduce you to our third guest, Dan McCarthy. Uh, Dan has been a part of the Prototype community for almost two years. If you've ever been in the gym, when Dan's in the gym, you know he's there. He's always rocking to Celine Dion, dancing. Uh, he's got a ton of energy, and his overall uh, body has transformed since he's been uh, at the gym and it's been pretty spectacular to see. So Dan, thank you for, for being part of the, uh, the community conversation. And uh, and yeah, man.
1: Yeah, dude. Thanks for the invite. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, uh, so like I said, you know, you know, these are conversations. So, you know, first thing is just, you know, give us your background, tell us your story. Like, you know, who's Dan McCarthy.
1: That's like, where do I begin? So I was born. No, no, no. So for me, <laughs> and I guess in terms of, uh, all things working out growing up I uh I wasn't part of any sort of like sports I did wrestling I was on a wrestling team in high school briefly um and I really dug the whole uh team mentality working out as a team loved it but that was short-lived um I only did that for a very uh like a year and change and then uh yeah um then I didn't do like any working out. I never went to the gym when I was a kid. And then when uh, I was younger, um, it felt, it feels like another lifetime ago, but in California, I, uh, for eight years, um, working out there, uh, I was, um, we were paid to work out. We paid to be in shape, paid to be, you know, stay healthy and stuff. And so as a group, um, we would all work out together. And so that, It just sort of was like a byproduct of the job. It wasn't like I got to go to the gym and punch, you know, punch the clock doing that. It just happened. Mm -hmm. And then um, I went to school for uh, tree work, arboriculture. I'm a tree guy, and uh, and so working in the field, literally, like that, just staying in shape was kind of like a byproduct of it. And so I never really, um, like, I never really made working out a priority it just sort of happened mm-hmm. um but now that uh with the the job i'm doing i'm kind of like a manager i've got like clean soft hands like i don't you're like, a boss I, now buddy i'm a boss and uh <laughs> and so working out like i was getting like i was watching my body slowly burp, 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 and uh I realized like I needed to find a crew. I needed to find somebody to to motivate me. Um, I needed a training partner. And uh, eventually um, I stopped into prototype and then there was like a perfect marriage of like working out with the community. It just sort of happening. It just sort of happens. Um, And that's what I love about the gym. It just, yeah, it's it's like the whole camaraderie and everybody doing it together in it together. love
0: it. Yeah. I want to, I want to talk more about, cause I remember the day when you walked into the gym, I want to get back to that in a second, but you mentioned being in California and you getting, you know, getting paid to work out for eight years. You got to let the people know what were you doing out in California? Cause either you're cause from what, from what, if I didn't know you, I'm thinking you're a professional athlete. So tell me about what, what were we, what was going on?
1: We were um, extreme poets, and we would like we would <laughs> we would get together and we would write really beautiful. No, no, actually. So I was a uh, when I was a kid, hanging out. I was in Foxborough, and uh, me and my buddies were just like screwing off one day. Went outside, and there were all these fire trucks going by, and there was a big fire in the, the woods behind my house. I said, guys, let's let's go. Let's go check it out what's going on so we went over there and we watched the local fire department put this fire out Like fire right there in the woods and it was it was the coolest thing and then we went by at night and the, like the woods were still smoking and embers were coming off the trunks of the trees and i turned to them i said that's the coolest thing i've ever ever seen i want to be a forest firefighter and uh And through the greatest stroke of, I can't explain the luck that I got. Like I was in the right spot at the right time, talking to the right person with the right job opening. Tell us. Yeah, it was just, I mean, it was, at the time I I used to think, and I guess I still do, is the power of positive thinking. Like I wanna do it, like it's gonna happen, like I want this. Mm -hmm. And uh, it just happened and I got a job on a 20 person firefighting crew, um, that the term is a hotshot crew. They, uh, they use chainsaws and it's 20 people on the line, there's chainsaws and then there's guys with like these axes and hoes. And then after that come like these scrapers and shovels. And it's a very simplistic method where when you, the woods are on fire, you cut a little path around the entire fire and the chainsaw, like you cut the stuff that's not on fire, the green stuff that's not on fire goes in the green. The stuff that's on fire goes in the black. Mm-hmm. And uh and together you just kinda um you don't use water, you don't use hoses or anything like that. And uh it's pretty hardcore and it was awesome. And then um I find like I kind of like rose to the top of my crew and that thing. And, um the final rung in the ladder of fighting fire is smoke jumpers, smoke Mm -hmm. jumpers. It's the, once you're on the ground, you kind of do the same thing. It's the same method, but, um, the method in which to get there is you would parachute into the fires or next to the fires. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you go over there and put it out. Then when you're done, you pack it up, put in bagel pack, and either you walk out or you call a helicopter or whatever. And, uh, and I did that for four years. So I worked for the forest service for eight years and it was like, the greatest, the most fun. It was rock star. It was, I miss it.
0: My goodness. <laughs> so you're in California for eight years. You're, you start, you, you, you talked about like this, like this luck, right? Which, you know, luck isn't necessarily luck. It's when preparedness meets opportunity, right? So you're a guy who is, gets lucky and gets an opportunity to just like, what was that? Like what, tell us that little story. Cause I remember you telling me something about basketball. Uh, <laughs>
1: That's right. Yeah. So like I was, I, I was, I was a kid. Like I was so, like yeah. And uh, so the night before the night before the interview, I'm living with my brother and uh, I'm like, what do firefighters wear? What do forest firefighters wear? Like, I got like this brand new like fl- red flannel shirt. They wear, <laughs> and, uh, and like like creased blue jeans. Like that's what for. Like you don't actually.
0: That's interesting. What do you wear to an interview for a to be a forest fire? That's yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I don't,
1: and uh, yeah, like I didn't have a resume. And mm. um, yeah, and so this was. It was now um, March of nineteen ninety so long ago and uh my brother says Dan you just you don't look that big you're not that big because I guess we're thinking of like Paul Bunyan's and like mm-hmm. anyway I was like, so like I show up late to the interview <clears throat> and uh this woman she opens the door and she's like we're gonna have to dock here your first paycheck just joking around but like I'm a firm believer in the power of a smile and uh, I was working it hard with this chick, like. like <laughs> you sure will. And uh, so, so right off the bat, we kind of got some sort of chemistry, sort of like, but not like chemistry, chemistry, like kind of like mother son chemistry, mm-hmm. chemistry. Yeah. And uh, so we sit down, and there are these. So it's Carol, this guy, uh, Mike, and Dave. No, no, I'm sorry, Dave and Dave. That's it. Dave Conklin and Dave Kerr and Carol. And we're sitting there, we're talking, you're talking about forest firefighting, you know, like the the long hours and the dirty and whatever, like completely unfazed, like, sure, whatever, I don't care. And uh, I don't know why I said that. But um, so Dave, one of the Daves said to me, so what do you do to to stay in shape? At the time, zero. Like, Jack, I wasn't doing anything. Mm -hmm. And like, I hadn't, I I didn't prepare, like this was long before the internet where like, what do you say on an interview? I don't know. And and at the time I was like, uh, (gasps) at night, me and my brother and one of his lab mates, he was going to USC. And um, anyway, we would play basketball. Mm -hmm. I can't dribble and think at the same time. Like I would be, (laughs) I would be the guy to stand and they would pass the ball and then I would pass it. Like I didn't do any, I never shot it. anyways. Oh yeah. I uh, played basketball mm-hmm. unbeknownst to me, Dave and Dave, Dave was on the hotshot crew. Dave Kerr was the uh, firefighting uh, captain. And they were out of the same office, the same station. And they would have like serious competition between the engine crew and the hotshot crew and uh like they immediately saw me as like a, a recruit and uh yeah i yeah uh so that was again like i said just had i said you know i work out and run and which was totally talking out my ass but i kind of was talking out my ass but anyway that was just one of the examples of saying the right thing completely just being honest kind of and uh yeah it just worked out
0: yeah so Like for everyone that's gonna watch this, right? That knows you but doesn't necessarily know that you did. Like this was like your background and what you did. Yeah, jumping out of a helicopter plane into a a plane. Sorry, jumping out of a plane into with a parachute. Obviously, into a fire. Doesn't sound like the safest thing. Very heroic, uh, but not the safest. You said it's a lot of fun. You got to talk about that. What that's like, you know. I can only right. really imagine. You're in a plane. You're looking down. Smoke's coming up. You're about to jump into it.
1: All right. So, uh, yeah. When I got the call, when I got the call, um, like I, I, put my my hat in the ring and I applied to all the bases. There's like nine bases. Um, and uh, and this time I had a resume. I a legit firefighter and that's what the jumpers want. They want guys that can fight fire. They don't care if you can um if you power shoot it, They will they, they'll train you.
0: Okay. Um,
1: and pre- they would prefer that you not have any training just because they want a blank slate. They yeah, want firefighters. They want guys that when when it's showtime you can handle that. Mm-hmm. And uh and with the the way that the smoke jumpers the base works it's totally cool. Uh so there's a list. Let's say there's 50 guys there's 50 guys on the, the jump board. Only so many guys can get in a plane. Mm-hmm. So, like, if the, the, the plane at the at the time can only fit like 12 dudes, those 12 guys are first up. Mm-hmm. And so a call comes in, those first 12 guys run to the, the, the locker room, get in their outfit, waddle out to the plane, and uh and they get on. So then they get to the they they go off and they gotta go wherever. And uh, the reason for jumpers is they get to fires that am I talking with my hands so much? Um, they get okay. to they get to uh, remote areas quickly. you know, like if you had to drive to a, a wilderness fire in the middle of nowhere where there's no roads and you had to hike in, the fire would be a gobbler. It would be huge. Mm-hmm. So very often you would get to a a, job, a fire, and it's not big. It's like sometimes two dudes will get there, and so the the, uh, the, the intent is to get there before it gets big. Sometimes it's the entire plane goes. Sometimes it's two planes. Sometimes the entire mm. base goes. there. yeah, I have so many stories. And uh, why am I telling you this?
0: Uh, what was the talking about? It, we're, we're talking <laughs> about you're jumping into a fire, dude. This sounds oh, right, right, dangerous. Right
1: right, right. <laughs> right, right. So I get the call. I get the call to uh, to come. All right, you. Only two bases were hiring that year. Because it's always kind of like offset by a year. Sometimes if it's not a bad year, a lot of fires, they're like, we don't need a lot of dudes. It's always kind of in reverse. And then when there is a lot of fires, they hire a lot of dudes. And then sometimes the, the fire season isn't that bad. But well, with the way climate change is happening, every year's the worst. It's just, it's awful. It's like, anyway. So I got the call. All right. Um, come to Reading. You got to be in shape. And so for 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 I don't know a month and a half before showing up. I was like, and this is before CrossFit. This is 30 something years ago. And or no, so now that was the um 1994, the summer of 94. So 25 years ago. Mm-hmm. And uh working out, doing push-ups all the time, push-ups, push ups, sit-ups, pull-ups, 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 running, 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 all like all day like I like watching TV, just doing push-ups. Because the uh, the washout rate, the, you know, if you guys got picked, um, like uh, 10% of the guys that got picked would uh, would make it. Everybody would get washed out. And um, so you had to be ready. So I was so ready. It was so, like, I had to be physically ready, physically ready. And it wasn't until I was driving up to report to the base that I realized, wait a minute, can I even jump out of a plane? I've never done that. Like, that was so, like, secondary. It was... Mm like the performance, being ready anyway. So what's it like? So you get in the plane and they they teach you. You know, they teach you on like there's this tower and there's, you know, classrooms.
0: How many training sessions did you have to do jumping out of a plane before they're like,
1: like, hey, "Hey, jump into this fire? Well, that's the thing. Not many. They give you seven tries, seven practice jumps. But that was in the day. Now I think they give a ton. There's a lot of training. But uh so Rick Higginson, this guy was like a mountain dude mountain man. He could tell the tracks of the animals in the mud he knew every tree he was good looking he had like the like handlebar mustache like Love my mustache. like yeah. awesome mm-hmm. and uh, <laughs> he was a trainer. and so they would <clears throat> they would film every exit that's jumping out of the plane but like, Back in the, like, that's with like the video camera with the thing on his shoulder. It's not like the cameras we got now. And uh, in this plane, I'll never forget. We're in the plane, so there's the spotter. He's got in the back, he's got a radio to the the pilot and they can tell through various things. They can tell which way the wind's blowing, how far it's blowing, and he'll stick his head out the window and he'll tell the, the pilot like left, right, and then we go over the, the jump spot. The jump spot is predetermined. When you're up in the plane, you see the fire and you look for an opening in the woods. <clears throat> all right, we'll go for that meadow right there. That in between those trees, we're going to go for that. And so he, he, he will then say, you know, All right, on approach, he'll tell the, the smoke jumper, he'll say, I need one guy or I need two guys to hook up. So he'll, he mentioned, he motioned one guy. And I, and I waddle up and I, I hook up into the plane. And then he's talking. And he's looking out the window and winds like the wind is swirling in the, in the plane and it's loud and the exhaust of the the engine and all the other smoke jumper candidates, Mm -hmm. wide eyed, just like, what? Like, this is crazy. This is like crazy, crazy. And uh, is he going to do it? Am I going to do it? Like, and uh, so then the, the spotter said, as he's on approach, he said, get ready. So you put your hands in the door and you step back. And then when he hits you on the shoulder, you got to explode out, get in a position. And uh, it's got to it's like, they've taught you all
0: the moves. How high are you up, by the way?
1: This is uh, 1,500 feet. So it's not recreational. Okay. It's yeah. quick. Yeah. And, it, and you're hooking up in the plane. So it, with a static line. So the, the, the hook is attached to the top of the parachute. And so literally, if you're dead and you fall out, you fall out, The rope will pull the parachute out and you will be open, open under canopy. You will be open, mm-hmm. it's like, it's not like you gotta pull a rip cord.
0: Got it, okay.
1: And uh, and he says, get ready. And I get ready and I'm ready. I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting. And I'll never forget, he says, McCarthy, be somebody. I like, oh my God, I'm gonna rip this door off. This is gonna be the most epic exit ever. And he hits me on the shoulder, And after it was all said and done, looked at the video, it was me. It was like, I was a drunk cowboy falling off a a horse out of my saddle. (laughs) And it was the most pathetic. Like I bounced off the side of the plane. And at the time I was like, yes, I'm awesome. And it was, yeah. And so he, I'll never forget. Rick was like, we got a lot of work to do, but uh, yeah. So I made the cut and, um, that was just one, one story, but uh, what's it like? It's weird, you know, like when you climb a ladder or you climb a tree or whatever, you can see the distance, you know the distance, you feel the distance between where you're at and the ground. When you're in a plane, you don't feel it. It's just like the trees are wet and like it's, you're just more mental. Um, and uh, it just felt right. It's just like, that was like, yeah, just felt right.
0: So how many times did you jump out? Like, like, do you have, have an idea? 69, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Is that real? Is that real? Is yeah, it real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, and then tell tell me you have some of these videos. You said you had like videos. Tell me you have videos.
1: Well, I, I so I, um, we, we didn't have, you don't have the, the, uh, like your personal, like we've got videoing, you know, people trimming their no- their toes. Like we didn't have that like videos. back. Yeah, yeah. Now, nah, I think I have a uh, like a home video, you know, the video camera
0: mm-hmm.
1: somewhere. Like, I know, like, an old pile, I don't know, but like, I don't have the, the thing to watch it on because it's mm-hmm. so the small anyway. But, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, uh, those would be some amazing home videos. I can only imagine, be <laughs> oh my nice god, watch on the, watch those. Uh, you, you know, I feel like we could talk about this stuff all day. I, I love hearing this stuff and I, and I, I know you like talking about it. Cause it sounds like you're so passionate about it. Um, tell me like, so I know you, it sounds like you had to get into like the best physical shape of your life, right? Like yeah. it's coming to this. And I know that was a lot of hard work. So you're in, you know, t- talk about like after, so like you're, you're, you know, you're in this for eight years, started a hot shot, you know, spent four years as a smoke jumper in California. You, what do you move back to massachusetts and you go back to go into school for uh say what did you- it was uh,
1: urban forestry i went to UMass. Right. so yep. uh so yeah i in the winter time it rains no fires so they lay everybody off and so mm-hmm. it's a real great young person job a lot of people are like ski guys um some students um very often i did nothing i just was like whatever like Yeah, I just freeloaded in California. I traveled, um, I drove across the country a whole bunch. And um, yeah, that was a good time. But every year I get in trouble. Like every year I get in trouble. Like I would be like, you know, one time me and this dude, it was in McCall, Idaho. We lit up downtown and almost got fired. And I had to, every year I had to dig myself out of the, the hole of me being a buffoon, a kid. Mm-hmm. Like I had to prove myself. Anyway, so I finally was just like, this firefighting thing, they're never gonna like hire me permanently forever. And so uh, I, uh, with smoke, uh, with uh, Redding, Redding, California, Northern California. So every base has its own identity. Uh, Alaska has, like they're known for being physically fit. The like runners are big, big runners uh montana they're like older it's like they send the the, the the horse out to the back 40 let them do their their, their sunset years mm-hmm. um in oregon they were like this is the time grunge rock and roll they were all like grunge rocker whatever and so mm-hmm. in the identity of california was uh we we're big tree climbers because the trees in northern california are massive and you had like to know Redwoods, how to climb. Yeah. You had to know how to climb in case you landed one and sometimes oh, yeah. you would land in one. So you had to climb out anyway. So the, the guys I worked with would um, have side jobs doing tree work. And I helped them with that. I took to tree climbing. I liked it. And then finally it was just like, you know what? California's awesome. Time for me to go back home. Um, I applied to UMass. Like I applied to like one college. I like, but the power of positive thinking, like uh, that's where I'm gonna go. That's, mm. and I went. And um, I did, uh, like there's, they have like an associates thing where it's a two-year deal to, uh, for um, arboriculture. Mm-hmm. And then if you stay with the school for two more years, you get your bachelor's. And uh, so I got uh, a degree in urban forestry with an emphasis in arboriculture doing true work. And um, uh, yeah, what was the question? <laughs>
0: Uh, every question I ask, you're going to, I know you're going to, you're going to ask that afterwards. So you went from, which is fine. So from California back to mass. Yeah. up in mass.
1: Yeah. 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 Yep.
0: Yeah. Fine, back bro. to mass, get your degree, settle down, start a family, do your thing. You're, you know, and I know you're an expert at uh, the tree stuff because you've come over to my house and I've watched you literally run up and down the trees and tell me everything about these things and rip out a bunch of dead ones. And I know you're an expert there, but there's a period where like you weren't like at your physical peak fitness, right? Like, so like talk about that. And then like how that, how like you transitioned into like now coming to prototype working out and, you know, getting back into that sort of like that, that peak fitness or that level of fitness that you were, you know, um, that you were accustomed to when you were at Shot or a smoke jumper.
1: Yeah. So like the, uh, so, the off season, like I would do zero working out, do zero working out. And um, I like during the year, you would, you're you paid to be in shape. So, it was just a byproduct, it just happened. And then, with working in the field, like doing the work, doing climbing every day, like I used to say, uh, people's gyms, or no, people's backyards is my gym. I mean, like you're lifting, you know, you're, you're lifting, and carrying and sweating and doing all this stuff I was like ripped and uh it just again like i the way i opened it up it was just sort of it just sort of happened oh, excuse me it just sort of happened it wasn't like a conscious there was like a schedule so i got to do 30 squats with a five foot long log no it's just it just happened and um and so that's where I, I recently, um, the last few years, I just was watching my body, like, catch up to itself, like. you're a man, getting,
0: you're managing now. You're in like the boss mode. You weren't yeah, doing all sorts of Like
1: you climb and you drag that, and uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be over here. Like I don't <laughs> want to pick that log up. And uh, and but then it was like I would try and keep my street cred, but. And so I'd, I'd climb, I'd help the guys out a little bit, but then it would hurt and I was not the badass I used to be. And it was just, it would bumming me out. And, uh, but it, I needed structure. I needed the, I needed to be told the, the, the routine. I needed to be told, all right, we're running this way. And, uh, and I, like, I think CrossFit is ideal for me.
0: Yeah, I, w- I would agree, especially with what you were doing and what you were accustomed to before. I mean, and you've only been here with us for a couple of years. But you f- like, you know, I get the sense and I feel like everyone at the gym probably gets a sense too. It feels like you've been here for a lot longer than that, just because you have this incredibly energetic personality and uh, you're uh, super personable and, and friendly. And, and that's what makes you just an incredible member here yeah. at the gym.
1: I, I appreciate that, but I think the reason for that is the way you've structured the gym, the way you have set it up to be um, a community, to be, uh, you know, you call it the fit fam. Like I, I think, yeah, like I think when new faces come in, they are not like scrutinized, like, who are you? You haven't done your time. You shut up and you stay in the back corner. I think every, it is very inclusive. And uh, I think that's the reason why if um, it appears like I've been there longer than I have. Like even now, like I'll be at the gym and I can't tell, I can't really tell if there's a new person or an old person that hasn't been here for a while because everybody's just talking. Everybody just is welcoming, yeah.
0: And that's why you thought that I still had a mustache because we've been having masks on and we can't see everyone's face.
1: Dude, I am like so good. When a girl comes in and she's highlighted her hair,
0: or <laughs> if someone's got
1: like like uh, uh, trim or whatever, I I know. Bam, mm-hmm. she got a haircut. He did something. I mm-hmm. am embarrassed that I didn't know you shaved your mustache.
0: I am so. It's, it's a few months now. It's okay. I'm 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 right there with you too. I'm I'm but I'm moral with the, uh, the the sneakers and shoes. If someone gets a new pair of shoes, I'm like, finish. shoes. <laughs> How'd you know? I haven't seen you in weeks. Looks like some new shoes. Uh, oh, man. Um, so, Dan, again, like you've only been here for a little while. Tell us, um, you know, what's your favorite? Give us like your favorite story so far, your favorite moment at, at the gym to date. Oh, sh- um The
1: favorite moment. Oh, man, didn't see this question coming. Uh, well, I love working out in the – I like the working out in the parking lots. I love mm. that. That Was fun, that was
0: fun, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
1: Hard, it's love, hard now, it's a little, a
0: little chilly, maybe a little some snow, yeah, but uh,
1: yeah, no, I, I dig that. I love the uh, um, the opens,
0: so I've done I think coming I've done, up, man, it's coming up soon. Oh, yeah, you ready?
1: Uh, totally
0: not, but uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I think the opens, uh, yeah, I guess I would say that. So, um, I got a video. Uh, it was the first open and it was like the last Friday of the open. And so um, for those that don't know, we kind of make it a party at the, at the gym. Mm-hmm. You bring food and it's people cheer. It's it's chaotic and there's music playing. And I remember talking to people and uh, not knowing the moves, not knowing like what are they doing? Like what is like this was very long ago in the beginning and uh and i just knew like i'm home like this is like everybody's yelling and hooting and hollering and and there's like techno playing and it was just like this is awesome
0: uh, (laughs) (laughs) there's techno playing yeah
1: yeah and uh yeah so um i guess that the scene of the open yeah
0: Mm -hmm. yeah that's cool yeah that's uh that's coming up uh march 11th will be uh, the prototype open we're going to be rolling out again intramural open so that will be fun two teams yeah. uh i'm sure that you're going to be a big part of that which you don't really know yet but um you will um also um if you didn't know uh you were nominated for a few awards this year for our community awards which uh it's actually well, from today from this conversation it's on january 22nd that's our uh holiday party so hopefully I'm going to win the most
1: troll the most troll like the bald troll dude
0: (laughs) if we (laughs) had that award you might win it but we don't unfortunately you might you know i don't know who knows um so uh dan final questions yo fire around all right uh number one favorite movie slash tv show or tv show of all time
1: favorite movie or tv show you're not going to do the James Plimpton, like your favorite word, uh, <laughs> shit,
0: uh, your favorite word. That's enjoy- that's like, a that
1: he would end he would end his, uh, interviews and like, whatever, uh, um, favorite, favorite, yeah. favorite movie. they so, that's so difficult. I would say, um, jaws,
0: jaws. Is, all right.
1: That is the definition, the epitome of horror. It is such a well-directed, well-acted, well-written, just it, it, it set the stage for like good movie making. And uh,
0: yeah, I like that, it's certainly that, that movie certainly has made a lot of people afraid to be in the water. Like yeah. I won't let my kids, in, yeah. pretty, you know?
1: It changed society, it changed mm-hmm. society. Like I won't let my kids watch it. Like, <laughs> like I don't want them ruin their, like, their, their ocean
0: yeah. experience. Yep. Yeah, I totally agree with you. All right, 100. so Joss, next question. Favorite musician or artist? Oh
1: my gosh. So Above and Beyond. Above and Beyond is a trio, three guys, Mm -hmm. and uh, it's like EDM, electronic dance music kind of techno. They have their own record label and Juna Beats. And um, it is such positive, a good message of inclusivity and love. It and really energetic music. It's the best music. It's so, so the story about Celine Dion, like I love that one song. It's like the best song, but like I never listened to her. Like if if you ever hear me or if you ever see me listening to music, it's above and beyond.
0: Got to check it out. Got it. I think you did show me that when we did the 20, we're doing the 24 heroes workouts. Right, right. Uh, Yep. I like that. It's good. It's good stuff. We got to get that on the jams next time we're in the gym. All right. Last final question. Uh, what's your favorite thing to do when you're not working Working out at the gym?
1: Um, I like doing projects. Like, I'm not a project kind of guy. I guess mm-hmm. I just like working, like, around. Work. I'll help neighbors. I just like working. I like working.
0: But, uh, yeah. Like and shoveling it, uh, Mark uh, Mark Higgins' driveway? Right, exactly. Very That's nice. It. But uh, That's why would love you, buddy. Those are nice things.
1: Yeah, dude. So, I guess if I was going to leave off with one thing for, for the other, uh, members is that, um, like you say it's important to, and others, you know, like help local businesses, you know, visit the, the restaurants. Um, I see this interview as helping the small business. Like you want this, I will do whatever you want to help grow and help prototype. Um, and uh yeah i think this is the the least i can do to help the message of prototype to help you facilitate your vision um yeah like i i'm all in dude and uh yeah
0: <laughs> well that means that means a lot to me these uh these conversations are about you and about uh, our community getting to know you but i do appreciate i do appreciate that and you you supporting and uh and doing this man it really means uh, it means a lot and you know with uh With that said, you guys that are uh, tuning in and watching, remember every week we're releasing one of these new community conversations uh, with a new guest to get your week started. So every Monday we'll be posting these. Um, So you know to be the first one to know, uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel or uh, join our daily brief newsletter. Um, These videos are also posted in our private members group on Facebook, which is like the best group on Facebook. Uh, So if you're a member and you're not in that, just let us know, we'll add you in. And then uh, lastly, if you're interested in in being part of the community conversation, just shoot us a message and we'd love to have you. So uh, to that end and until next time, we appreciate you guys tuning in. and, And Dan, thank you again, my man.
1: Right on, man. See you later.
0: Yeah.